So we are on Yud Gimel Amad Aleph. We are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine lines from the top. From the top, the Gemara says Tanya Amr Yochanan ben Zakkai. So Gemara is quoting a Brisa. The name of Yochanan ben Zakkai. We said Matshuva Heshivso Baskol Oso Russia. So, who's Osa Russia? Look at Rashi, second line. And the line, Osa Russia, Nebuchadnezzar. So, what did the Rebbe Shalom, right? Why did this, this voice, heavenly voice, respond to Nebuchadnezzar when he made the claim? Uh, when he made the claim in Yeshayahu that I'm going to go, right? I'm going to go up into the you know thickness of the cloud I'm going to make myself similar to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right so he says I'm gonna I'm basically I'm gonna ascend and I'm gonna attack God so the question is what is what what was the response of the basketball when when Nebuchadnezzar claimed that he would go up to Shemayim basically and fight HaKadosh Baruch Hu. so so Yatsis HaBaskal so HaBaskal came out of Amrilo and it said to him Russia ben Russia the 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 you know uh, wicked person, the son of a wicked person, Ben Benoshal Nimrod, who is the grandson of Nimrod Harasha. Shehimrid Kola Olam Kulo Alav Bimachuso, that uh, rebelled, the entire world rebelled against him because he was king. So it doesn't mean that that grammar seems strange, right? It sounds like it means that the entire world rebelled against Nimrod during his during his reign, uh, but that's not what happened. It's a euphemism. As the entire world, uh, the entire world, um, rebelled against the Kaddish Baruch Hu during his reign. Meaning during Nimrod's reign, the entire world uh, rebelled against the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Meaning because Nimrod was around during the time of the Migdal Bavel. So the, the so is Nebuchadnezzar actually the great grandson of of uh, Nimrod? I don't know. But the point being, he is certainly, in a moral sense, the great grandson of Nimrod. Right? Another person who said uh, that the, the the people who were at the Migdal Bavo said, let's go up to Shemayim, right, to, to rebellion to Kodesh Baruch Hu. So it's a very, very si- similar concept that, that uh, Nebuchadnezzar wanted to do. And that's the reason why the Gemara refers to him as Rasha ben Rasha ben Beno shal, shal Nimrod HaRasha. Uh, fine, but the bottom line is, this is what you want to do. Kamesh Nosov Shal Adam. So let's make a cheshven. Let's figure out if your idea of going up and attacking Hashem, if that's really going to work for you. You're going to ever reach him. Because how long does a person live? Shivim Shana, a person lives 70 years. Shanam, Ayyemei, Shnosa, Shnosena, Bahem, Shivim Shana, Bimigvura, Shimonim Shana, 70 years, 80 years, something like that. Some point out that um, Moshe Benu starts his job as a leader of Amishal when he's 80 years old. Right? So, so he, he could have said, you know, I'm, I'm retired. And instead, he, uh, he, 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 he does his life's work after most people have already finished their life's work. But anyways, Valomina Valomina Ares Adrakia Mahalich Shamesh Me Oshana. Oh, and why are we reading this Gemara? Why is this Gemara quoted here? Because we're now going to talk about the different levels of Rakia. We've been speaking already with different levels of Shamayim. So we're gonna there's another idea that has to do with the different levels of Shamayim. So he says a human being lives about seventy to eighty years. Okay? How far is it from the Aretz up to Rakia? Mahalich Khamesh Me Oshana. It takes about 500 years to, to walk to get from from the Aretz all the way to the Rakia if the Ovo Shirakia and the thickness of Rakia Mahali Chamesh Me'oshana is another 
500 years. And we would, we would call this whatever they call it in science, right? Like light years, whatever it is, like how long it takes to get from one place to the other in space, right? So that you, you certain number of, you know, the, the distance is very, very far. Um, fine. <coughs> and between each of the seven levels of Shemayim, each one is 500 years, quote, long, right? It would take 500 years to get between each of those levels, and those levels are each, there's seven of those levels, right? Uh, and above those seven levels, Chayos HaKodesh. There are Chayos HaKodesh, this certain type of uh, angelic being. And what about them? Ragle HaChayos Kula. The legs of, really means even the feet, of the Chayos HaKodesh is the same length as Kulam, as, as all of the previous lengths we just mentioned. So the seven levels of, 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 of Rakia, which are each 500 uh, 500 years long in a certain sense so the feet of, of the Chayos HaKodesh is whatever 3500 years long to, to, to even scale them um, uh, fine Karsulay HaChayos the ankles of the Chayos Kanegakulam it's the same also equally long uh, another 3500 years Shoke HaChayos the lower leg of the Chayos Kinegakulan also the same distance. Rechove Hachayos, the upper leg of the Chayos. Kinegakulan Yarche Hachayos, the thighs of the Chayos. Kinegakulan Gufe Hachayos. Kinegakulan. Right, their body is again the same distance. Tzavari Hachayos, the neck of of the Chayos, also Kinegakulan. Rashi Hachayos, Kinegakulan. Karne Hachayos, and not just their their head, not just their necks, but even their horns. Right, Kinegakulan. So that's just to get, just to scale through the Chayos, the Kodesh, is going to take you as long as it takes you to go through all the seven Rakiyas, but even even more than that. Okay. Um, and then and then what's next? Kisei HaKavur. Then is the, the, the throne of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ragle Kisei HaKavur, Kulam. The legs of the Kisei HaKavur, again, are the length of all these things combined. Um... Uh, sorry, Ragley Kisa Kavod, Kulan, Kisa Kavod, Kanaka Kulan. The chair itself is also the same. Again, longer than than, than the entire the entire measurement until now. Melach Kel Chai Vikayim, Ram Venisa Shovchen Alehem, and then the Rebbeinu Shalom sits on that throne above all these things. V'Atam Rata Ale Abam Bamaseav Adamele Alyon. Right, you you want to. Uh, you say you're going to scale the, the, the Shemayim and get to the Rebbeinu Shalom and unify with Hashem, it's going to take you... It's basically impossible. Right? There's no... There's no it's, it's basically... It's not Shaykh. You can't, you can't do it. It's ridiculous. Right? There's no way you'd even... You can't even get there. You're a human being. You can't get that high, that high because you can only move so fast and you only have so many years in your life. So even if, in theory, you could even make the journey, you wouldn't survive it. You would die before you'd ever even reach it. Ah... So what's going to happen? Instead, says the Batskol, El Sha'ol Turad Al Yarkasei Bor. You're not going to go up to Shemaim and get the Nibon Shalom. You're going to go down into the depths of, you know, Gehenim. That's where you're going to end up. You're not going to end up uh, by the Nibon Shalom. Which I just found interesting. I guess maybe it's after I was in, in Washington, D.C. a couple weeks ago and learned about how there's an IMAX there at the Air and Space Museum about how they're planning to go to, to Mars, to get human beings to Mars. So the amount of time it takes them to take even a human being with 
well, their jet propulsion and all that stuff to get there is like, I don't know how long, six months a year, like just in space, with going hundreds of thousands, you know, thousands of miles an hour to, to, to get to these places deep in space. It just made me, I was like thinking about it, I was thinking about this, like the idea that the Yibam is a certain number of years away that the Chazal were talking about it, about it already then, right? That Hashem is, that the, the, the Rakia, whatever, is certain, you know, hundreds of years away is a fascinating concept being what we know about like deep space. I'm not saying that the Shemayim is like deep space, but it just is interesting, like if you want to even consider this, uh, it, it, the, the muscle seems very, very, very interesting to me. Okay, but the bottom line is that that was, again, and we brought this whole conversation because Again, we just had conversation about how you know how many rakias they are, etc. So now we know how many, how how far the distance is from one to the other. Fine. Um, okay. Now we're back to the conversation that we were having before, which was that you're not supposed to study the Maaser Merkava, or you're not supposed to teach it to only one person. So it says the Gemara as follows. Tani So Rebbechia says as follows. Of a most in law Rashi prakin. So you can't. Teach a yachi, a, a, a rebbe can't teach one student the details of Maestro Merkava. Why we said before, because it's supposed to just be a person who is, if you're so, uh, you know, sophisticated and so smart that you can understand concepts on your own. So then, then great. But otherwise, I'm not gonna. You don't have a rebbe who's gonna teach teach you these things. However, says Rebbechia, you can teach them. The Rashi Prakim literally means the heads, of the, cha- the, the headings of the chapters, meaning the basic. <coughs> general concepts, right? We use the we use the phrase Rashi Prakim to mean, you know, give me the give me the Rashi Prakim, give me the the general concepts. So meaning you can give them the heading that you're allowed to do. So I'm Rabbi Zera, ain't most in Rashi Prakim al Abbezin. So Rabbi Zera says, even the Rashi Prakim you can only give to an Abbezin. It's like one of the greatest in, in every generation, uh, right? And to somebody, or um. Yeah, or to somebody whose, you know, heart is, uh, you know, is worried inside. But meaning someone who has a sophistication, appreciation, to, to, to really, to really, really understand. Someone who's like determined to really understand it. Ikadamre, some say no, but who shall leave Odoi Bikirba? Meaning the first way to read it is that it, maybe it's someone who is an Abbasid or somebody who is very, very, you know, adamant and very, really, really, you know, really wants to do this. The second way to read it is that no, it's, you have to have both. You have to be somebody who is uh, an Abedzin and somebody uh, only if they are a person who is doig, you know, is libo doig bikibo, that they really have this desire. Look at Rashi. Rashi in the fourth skinny line says, uh, into the fifth, shalibo doig ve'eno mekel esrosha, right? It's a person who's very, very level-headed, not a person who, you know, is, you know, joking around and doesn't take life seriously. A person who's very, very serious. Um, okay. So Amar Rabbi Ami, ain most in Sifrei Torah, el alamisha yeshba chamisha dvarim. You cannot give over the secrets of Torah unless the person you're giving it to has these five attributes: sar chamishim, a you know a, a general literally of of groups of fifty. Let's see what that means exactly. Minisu panim, which typically means there's somebody who is respected by other people. People give respect to their face. They're an advisor to people. And they're a person who is a teacher of other very wise people. And not just that they're, they're not just chacham. They're not just smart on themselves. And they're not just a, a teacher to other people. But they're a chacham to, to, to other chachamim, basically. They're a person who's so smart that they teach the smartest people. And they're a person 
who uh, can understand things that are right, Lachash usually says like a whisper here it means like things that are mysterious right there are a person who understands things that are mysterious so someone who has all these five qualities this is the type of person who can learn not all regular Torah but can learn sister Torah these kind of you know mysterious quiet um, you know uh, fundamentals of Torah that not everybody is able to uh, able to learn Rashi says sister Torah Right, so these different things, we've, some of them we mentioned already, where the Rebona Shalom sits, right, the creation of the world, and Sefer Yitzira, also the, one of these like Kabbalistic type of Svarim. Some say that Sefer Yitzira was what the, you know, the Shvatim learned Sefer Yitzira, and they created all kinds of things with it. So Sefer Yitzira has these kind of uh, mysteries of the world also. Okay. Rabbi Ami says we don't give over not just not Tishrei Torah but any Divrei Torah to those who worship idols. We don't do so for all nations and the and our laws they should not know. Meaning that you don't this is, you know another formulation of the concept in general of that that uh, that there are restrictions on what it is that we're allowed to teach to someone who's not Jewish. So Amalei Rav Yochanan Lerevi Lazar. So Rav Yochanan said to Rav Lazar, Ta Agmarcha Agmarcha B'Mayis Merkava. So so Rav Yochanan invited Rav Lazar. He said, Come, I'm gonna, I'll teach you Mayis Merkava. I'm inviting you for a charusa. We'll learn it together. I think you're, I think you're worthy. So Amalei Lokashai. He says, I'm not, I'm not old enough. I'm not, I'm not sophisticated enough. I'm not, I'm not wise enough. I'm not ready for this. So Kikash. But by the time he got old enough, Nach Nafshed Rav Yochanan. At that point, Rav Yochanan already passed away. But he finally felt ready, and Rav Yochanan had passed away. So Amalei Rav Asi Tavei Gemarcha B'Mayis Merkava. So Rav Asi said to him, "Okay, so Yochanan's gone, but you're you're at the right age now. So come and I'll, I'll teach it to you." So Amalei Izakai Gemirsa Mir Yochanan Rabbacha. He said, "If I would have been Zocha, I would have been ready already when when Yochanan was still alive. The fact that I wasn't ready, Yochanan wanted to teach me, I wasn't ready. And then when I was ready, he finally passed away. To Simon, he says that I'm not supposed to learn these things, and uh, and, I, and, and, I, and, he, and he and he passed. He said no. If Yosef have a Gemir Mayis Merkava." Yosef was learning or teaching um, he was learning uh, and the elders of Pumadisa the, the yeshiva and Pumadisa so they were learning so Amrlais they said to him so they said to him can you teach us so Amrlais says first you teach me you taught me that first so they taught him after they taught him Amrulay, Ligmur, Maimaisim Merkava. Okay, let's, we had a deal. Now you teach us Maimaisim Merkava. So Amrulahu, Tanina Bahu, Dvash Vechalav, Tachas Lashonech. Dvarim Hamisukin, Midvash Vechalav, Yehu Tachas Lashonech. So the, he says, what the Pasuk says in Shirashirim, that you should have, you know, honey and, and, and uh, milk under your tongue. Things that are sweet, like honey and, and, and milk, those are the things you should keep on your tongue. Meaning, let's stick with the things that, you, that work out well for you. And it sounds like you know Meisir Reish as well. Meisir Merkava is going to be too complicated. It's going gonna, it's gonna to sour things. And therefore he kind of withdrew and said, actually, I realized it's not a good idea. So someone said, what, did he, did he, uh, did he trick them? Or he wanted, okay, I'll, I, I promise you I'll teach you Meisir Merkava, you teach you Meisir Reish. He told him Meisir Reish, I'm just kidding. And he pulled back and said, no, it must be that he realized after they taught him, maybe after having a charusa with them, he realized that it wasn't appropriate and it wasn't, gonna, it wasn't the right group, right, people to be teaching, uh, to be teaching Maestro uh, Merkava. What's interesting also is that it was clearly Sabe the Pumadisa wasn't one person. So then they asked him together, can you teach us Maestro Merkava? And he said, no. Uh, you know, you th- at the very least, I guess, maybe the other student is he would have split them up. 
and taught them one at a time. But certainly teaching him as a group, he wouldn't. Uh, he would not have been uh, allowed to do that. Uh, one of the line about Rav Amar Mehacha Kavashim Lulavushech Devarim Shehen Kivshono Shalolam Yehu Tachas Avushech. So Rav learns from here same concept that there are things that are you know uh, the mysteries of the world you should keep under your clothing. Right? That it's something that shouldn't be revealed. It should be uh, it should be kept hidden. And that's why he said uh, even though you taught me. My Sabracious, I'm not ready to teach you my Sabracious, and we'll, uh, we'll continue moving on.